Welcome back, friends. Episode number 104 of the podcast Behind the Badge here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York. Um, the whole objective of this is to uh, share who supports us and, and what the people that wear the badge look like behind the badge, uh, who they are and what they do for a living, but also uh, as they are as people and and uh, men and women of character and work ethic and all this good stuff we're trying to share, really trying to illustrate that. But first, give credit to Tommy Burnett for that bumper music there. Uh, he's so kind, a guy from Fairport, New York, just giving his talents, letting us uh, use his bumper music. That's pretty cool. Today we got senior, senior technician. I just asked you off there, is that a title or something like that? But apparently you're the senior technician of the MCSO, Dan Laughlin. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Sheriff. Dan, How are you? Great to have you with us. Uh, you know, since I became sheriff five and a half years ago, we spent uh, way too much time together because you're always in the mix of it. You're always at, at the scene uh, of something catastrophic or something that uh, is really needing an expertise uh, as a cop, as a road cop. And now uh, with your specialty that you've uh, taken in the full-time world is an evidence technician. Uh, so we wanted to talk about that evidence part of it today and, and uh, but more share who you are and what you do, you know, outside the badge first. So, how about just a quick introduction yourself for the uh, for the audience? Who you are and, and what do you do? What take? What makes you tick when you ain't got the blue uniform on? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Dan Luffman. I've been here with the sheriff's office for 29 years. Since '94, I've been a technician since 1997. Oh, so, you see the advent of this whole forensic science thing then? That's right. Yeah. Particularly with TV yeah. and specials and oh yeah, TV shows. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's real big now. You know, yeah. in the public on TV and stuff like that. So, um, but. It, Science has been around a long time. You know, yeah. we've been doing this stuff for a long time, and um, it's enjoyable. And off-duty? Uh, it depends on the season. Summertime, I, you know, I like to spend time outdoors, uh, hiking, outdoor activities. Uh, wintertime, I still play hockey. Feel oh, a little really? For that, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm still into that pretty actively. Still throw a hip check? I'm a goalie. Oh, uh, goalie? Checks, yeah. You can throw a hip check yeah. from the goalie. Oh, I, 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 have, <laughs> I just yes. got to leave the, that happens gotta leave the crease a little, that's all. <laughs> that's, it happens sometimes. It does. I tripped, sorry. Uh, hiking, where do you like to go? I mean, you're a 46er or done any Adirondacks? Uh, or I have not. Lakes Trail? I haven't been up there in a long time. Yeah. Just local stuff. You know, yeah. Men and Ponds is pretty good. Yeah, some, absolutely. You know, stuff like that. We have a lot of a lot of good opportunities for that here in Rochester. Yeah, some good elevation out there, too, at Menden. It's amazing mm -hmm. that if you start going towards the water tower. Oh, yeah. You can get a little climb in. Love the run out there. It's a great place. Yeah, so evidence technician, you know, we, we see it on TV, the forensic sciences. Every young person that wants to become a cop now, that's the first thing they want to do. They, You know, they study it in school. There's programs, specifically criminal justice programs for, for this forensic science. We'll get deeper into the science part of it, but what what drew, you know, we all have specialties in law enforcement. We like to gravitate towards vehicle and traffic enforcement, sure. evidence technician work, SWAT work, <laughs> drug work. Uh, and that's the beauty of something like the sheriff's office. There's so many opportunities. What drew you to evidence work? So... The story goes, um, I was pretty new. I had a couple years on. Right. And I worked uh, C-Zone Afternoons, which is the west side of the county. And I worked the Hamlin car a lot. Right. And uh, as it happened, uh, we had, a, unfortunately, a guy passed away up there. Um, so we had a, a death at a, at a home. And we had a technician come out per, you know, protocol and right. take some photographs. So I didn't know much about any of it, but what I did know was that whoever that technician was, when we needed him in Hamlin, we waited a long time for him to get there. Good point. And so uh, a posting came out, an opening uh, for a new technician on the road, and I decided I would be that guy so I could get a camera. And so when me and my buddies needed a technician, we could you know Knock get the photos done right. right away and then you know get back to playing cops and robbers. Right. Uh, what I didn't realize is that there was a lot more involved to it, and I wouldn't be staying in Hamlin. I'd be going, you know. All over the Across county, the county so, right? Yeah, so you know, I had to learn it pretty quick, but that's that's how I got into it. That's interesting. Uh, just trying to fill a need you had out there. Yep. In uh, in in the sheriff's office, so we have, for lack of a better term, 
technicians on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do that as an additional duty. Uh, train at the same level, but do as an additional. And then we have full-time technicians that, that do this full-time, that uh, process the more intense scenes, I guess, or the more involved scenes, but also... Uh, you know, they're available all the time for the evidence transfers, the evidence, all the th- things we've got to do with evidence. You know, collecting it's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, processing it, tracking it, and delivering it to courts and all that other stuff is a, is a whole other beast in itself. That That's right. About, you know, so uh, how many people full-time at the sheriff's office? Uh, we have six full-timers, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to get the number wrong, but somewhere in the vicinity of, of 20. We don't call them part-timers. We call yeah. them field technicians. Field techs, okay. Yeah, so in, in totality, about 26, 27 technicians. Yeah, in the field tech, I think I spent 19 years on the SWAT team, right? You know, so we're trained in a specialty skill, but you're, you're a patrol officer, a patrol deputy. That's your primary job. And But as you said, when you're out in C-Zone uh, as as a field tech, you know, the bell rings. You're going all the way across the county to that's help right. process the scene or something like that. And and uh, it's 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 a burden. It's it's a lot of training. It's a lot of extra work. A little extra money, I hope. No. No? No. No. So, <laughs> see, I've learned two new things as, as a sheriff here. Uh who, who negotiates your contracts? The undersheriff. To say the undersheriff. The undersheriff. Be, okay, good. Yes. We'll, we'll work it on that. It does a great so, job. It does a great job. He gets a good pay raise. <laughs> uh, well, I just set myself up for the future contract negotiation. There you uh, go. You know, field techs should probably get a little extra cash, I think. Because uh, it is. It's an extra. It's it's a, one heck of an extra lift. You know, all the responsibility of equipment you got to carry with you and, and the process and the scenes. You still got your preliminary investigation you were just involved in back at C-Zone right. or wherever you're working. Uh, I can only imagine. What's your favorite part? I mean, as an evidence technician, you mentioned photography was one of the first things you're interested. In. That's a big lift in, in the evidence world. But what, what do you what do you consider your specialty? What do you like to go after? What do you like that clue you like to find and, and preserve and and possibly use for as a, a future prosecution? Well, I, I think probably the the most well known uh, area would be fingerprints. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows what fingerprints are. They right. might they you know varying amount they they know about it but everybody knows what a fingerprint is um that's traditional it's, you know it's been on all the, the police shows all right you know since there were police shows the, the dusting like uh yeah the dusting yeah, and like that lifting yeah, yeah. so uh, that's rewarding uh but i think mainly just the opportunity to, to be involved in a lot of different calls yeah um because i do travel a lot and i don't stay in one area um i get to interact with everybody on the road patrol right you know so um and that's a, that's you know that's a big benefit yeah, it's your personality. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah, social. Yeah, Mr. Social. <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, you know, I've, since you've been a technician, just the advent of DNA, you know, and, and the collection, but also the, the processes of it, the, the, the speed mm-hmm. it's coming back nowadays versus the old days, um, the ability to use it in prosecutions. You know, case law has changed a little bit sometimes around these, these types sure. of new technologies. Uh, but that's that's been a game changer for us. You know, that's a, a great. We did uh, a podcast with the Double Initial Murders. That was the, the previous podcast, and we were talking about how a, a trooper just grabbed some evidence years ago on the side of uh, 104 and Webster yep. uh, that turned out to be what we, today we call DNA, but something we can track with that type of technology. Which this is before DNA was even talked about. Right? That's right. So that's what you guys do. You gather you gather this evidentiary stuff that may or may not have value. You don't know. Uh, you preserve it. You catalog it, and then some future, hopefully, prosecution can use it uh, to bring justice to some kind of crime <clears throat> victim. It's pretty cool work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So photography, that's that's a big part of it. I see you guys, uh, some of the B-roll here is taking pictures. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for that. You know, I think some of our best technicians are always out there at a different angle, taking, you know, finding stuff. That's one of the first things. You know, you find things that we can't find that, that trace evidence and stuff. Uh, then f- photographing, that's a big part of the job. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what type of specialty training do you get there? 
Uh, with photographs, uh, the, the state has a um, it's a week long school. Okay. Um, I think it's called uh, police uh, specialty photography or something like that. Um, and basically, in that class, we just go through. We learn the camera, different camera systems that right. are available by department. Each department kind of has different stuff, very similar to each other, but different stuff. Um, and just work through different types of mock crime scenes, identifying um, different evidence unique to those scenes and, mm-hmm. and different ways to photograph and document it. Gotcha. And then preservation of that. That's, That's uh, right. Let's talk a little bit about the, the chain of custody of evidence and, and what a, a, a person in your position does for the sheriff's office when it comes to that maintaining that chain of custody. is very important for court proceedings later on. Uh, you can lose evidence really quick. Not physically lose it, but lose it in court. Sure. Uh, if there's not proper documentation and a flow of that, which we call the chain of custody. A little bit about that, you know, just collecting you know, sometimes a mass amount of evidence and being That's able to right. categorize it and log it and secure it and deliver it to court. So, you know, um, scene security is, is key, you mm-hmm. know, from the, the time the first officer or deputy gets there. Um, we um, are now responsible, not technicians, but we, all police officers involved in that case, are responsible for making sure that evidence present at the scene initially is, is accounted for all the way up to um, including potentially a trial or, or court proceedings. So uh, every person that has... Uh, possession of that evidence has to document it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be on a property sheet, on a crime report, so that chronologically you can go through from the time the first officer gets on scene and account for where that evidence is every step of the way and up until including court. And that, that could be hundreds of pieces of evidence at one crime scene. Absolutely. That could be months and months in between the preservation of the crime scene by the first responding deputy to uh, a court proceeding. And yes. even later on, there's some kind of additional court proceedings that might come out, whether it's a, you know, a, a secondary trial or a retrial. Um, you know, maintaining that whole chain is very important. And it's something a, a defense lawyer will look at almost first, you know, just to see if they can get any of the evidence Absolutely. tossed out yes. by failure to document who had that chain of custody of that. Particularly of that. if it's if it's very good evidence. Yeah. They're, they do everything they can to attack yeah, it. And rightfully so. That's that's their job. That's and, their job. You know, right. the uh, defendants, the accused, they're, they're entitled to that, that right. Right. Um, they have somebody, you know, fight for them in their corner. So we have to make sure, you know, we have all our ducks in a row. We do things uh, properly. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, another skill I see of it. It's tenacity. You know, I think when I see evidence technicians, I see it. They're tenacious, right? They're, right. they're always looking for that. You know, we say the word trace evidence like we just blow over, but, you know, that, that we're looking for the most minute. We're looking at things you can't even see, right? And collect it as evidence, sure. right? And, and you can't see it. How do you collect it? And that's where your specialty skills comes in. But more importantly, your personality of just being tenacious, you know, digging and keep on looking and scouring and, you know, getting out technology like simple metal detectors, right, and things like that. But, um, you know. You know, finding evidence inside a car that, that no one sees by, you know, <laughs> vacuuming up the car and, and sure. seeing what we get out of that, right? That's just uh, all for justice. I mean, that's what we're here for, to bring justice and bring, you know, some kind of uh, accountability to people that commit crimes, but also justice for the victim. And, you know, I, I think of several scenes, absolutely horrific scenes, just since I've been sheriff, but anyway, uh, a city police officer and a grease chief for years and years. It's amazing what a human would do to another human. Right, it it's, is. it's literally it's it's beyond comprehension. That's why we have a hard time sometimes processing what we see. But um, then you guys have to go into those scenes that are just absolutely mind-boggling, horrific. You'll never unsee what you saw, and then you guys got to go in there and spend hours, you know, 
process in that scene. You know, most deputies will go in, yep, it is what it is, do some preliminary work and, and step out and secure it and let you guys come in and process for hours and hours, uh, stepping over things you don't want to step on, picking things up you don't want to pick up. I mean, it's got to be, it's just got to be a draw on you. It's got to be that extra draw. We're all cops. We see things we don't want to see. But how do you process that? I mean, you've you got to spend hours in things that people walk in, walk outside and, and immediately throw up and, sure. and, and never want to see it again. And, and that's tough. You know, I, I've been asked that question a lot. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult to explain it, but it's it's uh, it's just something that has to be done. Right. You know, these jobs, and, yeah. and and fortunately, we don't deal with things of that magnitude every day, or even right. weekly sometimes, or, or that often. But but collectively over time, it, it it's happened a lot. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, uh, there's there's justice, you know, for the victim, for families, for people involved. And, you know, if we don't go in there and, and do our job and take the time necessary to do that job and, and do it the right way, then, then it's all for nothing. So right. um, it's, it's what we have to do. You know, it's, it's business. It's not personal necessarily. Sometimes it's personal, but um, just got to do the job and move on. And that's what professionals do. You know, that, that's, right. that's what a, a professional cop does. That's a, a professional football player. Let's just use that because the Bills are in town right now sure. with, their, you know, with their their camp. But, you know, if, if you fumble a ball or you drop a pass, you can't go back to the, the huddle and, and, and cry about it. You no. only got 30-some seconds to get back in the game, right? That's right. And, you know, and same thing as an evidence technician. You can process it later, but during the game, you got to be in game mode. That's right. Uh, you got to compartmentalize and, and isolate, which again is is great to be a professional. But you know, when you step out of the blue uniform, when you go home, when you you know you sit down on the couch, you got to have a, a mechanism to process these things. Every cop, that's where we're trying to get better as just the sheriff's office. How do we process what we're seeing? Because it's it's not humanistic. Any you know some of the things we see, it's just against our human nature to see these things. So I do appreciate the work you do. I couldn't do that. I couldn't be an investigator in the first place. I just don't have that personality. Uh, again, tenacious people that just stay on the trail for hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes years, until oh, yeah. they get their bad guy. And, and same thing with evidence technicians. You're in there looking for that minute piece of evidence that could bring justice, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road for this victim. That's, sure. that's pretty cool work. What's been the worst? I mean, you, you go to some of the worst of the worst. You go to the worst of the worst. Let's put it that way, of crimes that occur in Monroe County. You, you got one that just stands out that, you know, just incredible crime scene that you, you couldn't believe you were, you know, having to work within this environment? Uh, there, there is one that stands out. It was, it was a number of years ago. Um, it did involve a homicide. Um, I don't want to get to uh, too many details, right. you know, because I don't, I don't want to, like, obviously identify anybody. Um, but there was, there was an older woman uh, who lived on the west side of the county and uh, was a drug addict. Right. Was, I, we, we think to, he denies it to this day, but, but he did commit the crime. Um, he broke into her house to steal, and, and we believe that uh, uh, she confronted him, hmm. and uh, he brutally uh, murdered her. Oh, jeez. And, and uh, I'm going to leave the details at that, yep. you know, just because yep. we don't want, you know, for public knowledge, we don't sure. need that. But um, on many levels, that, that was the worst one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that case was solved. And it was solved um, not for the technicians to stand on a soapbox or anything, but it was solved because of, of the tech work, uh, DNA collection, and uh, fingerprint collection, fingerprint identification, and he, he was convicted at wow. trial. That's great. So, uh, that's great justice. that you could bring justice, right? Yeah. I mean, when I say great, that's great you could bring justice. But um, And that's why, you know, I, I ask those those types of questions because behind the badge, people understand what your, what your experience, what your lived experience as a cop is, let alone an evidence technician. But they also got to understand, and, and it, it, I'm going to kind of segue here if you don't mind off, off the sure. evidence technician, but 
there's, there's criminals in the world, right? There's, there's bad, bad people in the world, and there's victims at every one of these stories. And, and that, mm-hmm. that poor lady deserved none of this, right? She's right. minding her own business in her own house, trying to finish out a good life. Her family was thinking she's safe and secure, right? The, the neighborhood was thinking they're all safe and secure, I'm sure. And all of them are victimized. She's brutally victimized, right? But, um, and it, that's what gets me frustrated. We, you know, we, we almost want to change the term, and I know I'm going to yell it for this, but criminal justice system. How about a victim justice system? That's kind of where I go sometimes, right? We still have the process. And you said it earlier, you know, if you're charged with a crime, you deserve a good lawyer. You deserve a lawyer fighting for you. That's our constitution. We believe yes. in it. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I know that we can't undermine the victim impact, right? The, the impact that every one of these crimes that we document, there's someone losing if not multiple people losing. And, um, you know, just as things have, have changed over the, the last few years in the world of criminal justice, you know, is, what would be the one thing that if you're, you're a road cop, right, you're a beat cop, you've done that for years, <laughs> you're a very good cop, what would be the one thing, and again, not to throw people under the bus or point someone out, but what, what do you need as a beat cop right now to help keep this, the community safer and more secure? What would be the one thing you would do if you were a sheriff and had a bully pulpit? Uh, and be careful here. No, I'm only joking. But uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I, I mean, we, we could talk uh, about a, a thousand things. I mean, there's not one solution. There's not one cause of all this criminality, right? And there's not one solution to it. We got that. But I'm just kind of curious. You know, I don't get a chance to chat with beat cops all the time. You know, so what would be that if you, if I could fix one thing today? Would it be this? So I, I don't want to go too far down the path of of, of causation, right? Yep. yep. We, we have kids in, in homes without parents. Yep. They're not learning how to be. Decent human beings, right. et cetera, et cetera. We we can talk for days and hours and weeks about all that. Yep. Um, in one word, currently in 2023, consequences. Yeah. Immediate consequences. There are there are none. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of bail reform. Yep. Uh, that was terrible. I think we we, we can agree on that. Uh, it was fixed to some degree, um, but judges need to have more say in how they handle their cases, mm-hmm. um, particularly at initial arraignments and certainly in sentencing and all the way through. Um, raise the age has been terrible. Uh, difficult, right? I mean, difficult. Just difficult to. Uh, and there, there, and when I say consequences, we see all the stories of the stolen cars and the juveniles victimizing innocent people right. who, who work for their things, and they're they're robbed, their their property stolen, they're assaulted, and and the worst that happens to many of these juveniles is they're inconvenienced for a little while while the police chase them around. Thank you. And maybe catch them. Right. And then they're set right back out. It's 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 terrible. Consequences. Yeah, I, years ago I learned the uh, red hot stove theory, right? And, and it became controversial because, again, we love our Constitution. I've heard you say it. I, I love it, right? You're innocent to proven guilty. Yes. But if you're repeating the same offense, and we can articulate that, or you're just plain dangerous, and we can articulate that, why are you? Why are people committing crimes not dangerous? Why are people committing crimes dangerous? It's it's pretty it could be pretty black and white, and it should be at the judgment of a person wearing a black robe Correct. to determine it because we're detaining someone that has been convicted of a crime. Love my Constitution. But we got to also be able to do both. We got to look at young people that just are refusing to comply, mm-hmm. and 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 we're chasing them all over God's creation and stolen cars at three thirty in the morning. An appearance ticket is not doing that kid any good. No, appearance tickets for a candy bar, yeah. a Snickers bar stolen right. at the gas station. Yeah. It's not 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 for for dangerous people who are who are yeah. putting people at risk. Right. And we great point. I mean, just for the you know, we can do our own debater. Yeah, we're not talking about mass incarceration. We're not talking oh. about locking people up oh. that did something stupid. We're not talking about locking people up that, that go, you know what, I screwed that one up. I won't do it again. Judge, let me out. I'm, I'm, I'll go home. You know, we're talking about people that say, screw the system. That's right. And they're out there, and that's what people refuse to hear. And, and, and that's where I go back. That Every one of these stories has a victim at the end of it, let alone 
a deputy at the end of it has got to chase these kids and worry about the liability that comes with that, worry about the critique that's going to come if one of these kids wrap themselves around a, a tree or a pole during this pursuit or another arrest last night in the city by some of our task force members, you know, and another gun coming out of the pocket while the deputies and other task force members aren't, you know, trying to secure this guy's arms. And it's just a recipe for disaster. We're just, just give us a couple, <laughs> a couple tweaks to these things, you know, work with us, yeah, work yeah. with us. And we can do both at the same time. But thanks for sharing that perspective. We don't get sure. to hear from people hear from a sheriff all the time, you know, what we could do, but they don't hear from cops. Right. And it's just, so I appreciate you sharing it. That's safe to say. And I know I speak for all of us out on the road when I say these things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because you're a cop's cop. I think I've said that a couple of times. Uh, why uh, – here, here's a, a – so every every young person I talk to when I'm trying to recruit people to become police officers, one of the first things they say is I want to be I want to be an evidence technician. I want to work forensic sciences. Where did this all come from? I mean, dude, so you were a technician when the, the TV shows started coming out and the CSIs and all that. You know, It's really helpful with recruitment. Uh, it has. But uh, – you know, people don't realize you can't become an evidence technician. You can't become a SWAT officer. You can't become a canine officer unless you do three or four or five, ten years as a good beat cop first. You got to do your job first. And uh, but you know, what made it so popular? I mean, you, you've seen the advent, and you were working in the in the field. Uh, I, I got to say, it's the TV shows. Yeah, you know, uh, Law and Order, the CSI, and I, I think there's there's several different spinoffs or um, varieties of, of those shows, and and they're very popular. Right. I used to watch Law and Order uh, back then. I didn't watch CSI, but okay. I watched Law and Order a little bit. Um, it, it, it's interesting. People like it, and uh, you know they want to pursue that kind of career. Just unfortunately, around here, in most places, at least in this state, you have to be a sworn police officer right. first. Um, I know some of the larger cities um, they do hire civilian uh, technicians, mm-hmm. but that's few and far between. Yeah, and uh, you know, from a management standpoint, you always look to see and hope no union presence listens. It, it, it's it's a, it's cheaper, I guess, from the standpoint to civilianize some of these positions, right? Deputies are very well trained, very well selected, very well trained, very uh, costly when it comes to that standpoint. I mean, we put a lot of time and energy into sure. deputizing someone. That's just, you know, so to have them do tasks that maybe a civilian could do from a management standpoint and a budgetary standpoint makes sense. But the, the yin and yang there is obviously those people aren't police officers. They don't think like a cop. They don't. They don't have that years and years of experience of taking those crime reports. They have years and experience of working motor vehicle accidents, right? So that's what you're losing when you civilianize some of these positions yes. too. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. Maybe it's a hybrid or a combination thereof. Uh, but there's a reason why we haven't moved in that direction here at the sheriff's office. Because again, I do budgets every year, and it, it makes sense. But we also have people that are cops that think like cops that have been trained and make a years of experience a cop processing crime scenes. And, again, doesn't make my civilian friends next door any less technicians or, or more technicians. Oh, and they're Just, very good next door. Yeah, exactly. Very, and, very good. And, and, they're, and there's some study this. You know, they've, they've, they've got degrees in these programs. Well, again, another benefit. Uh, but, you know, that's always a yin and yang that we have, you know, what, what could or should we civilianize. Um, to allow deputies to do deputy work, right, to allow police officers to do police officer work. But I, I just like evidence technicians having that, those years and years of experience working with victims, definitely, years and years of experience definitely. working with, you know, going to that, that, you know, crime scene and working with a crying mom you know, whose son's been assaulted. And it gives you the empathy and compassion, maybe the tenacity to go do your job and dig deeper and dig harder. That's the way I think of it, you know. So any union president was going to call me. Now you don't, won't call me because I don't plan on doing it. So, uh, but it's always a good conversation. I mean, yeah. you should have those conversations, always pushing forward. So what's in the future? We've got a, a couple minutes left. If, if, what do you see in the future of evidence work. I mean, DNA was it, right? Uh, there's a lot of new technologies come out. Facial recognitions are always a, a controversial talk about thing. Uh, as you read the journals and stay in tune with your with your craft, 
What's in the future? Do you, do you see anything in the horizon? Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not into it to any great extent, but the electronics, you know, the, the cameras, mm-hmm. cell phones, you know, computers are advancing, you know, uh, at, at very fast rates, you right. know. Um, we have people that specialize in, in yeah, they're very you know, good forensic too. phone analysis, and, yeah. and they're excellent, excellent. They do excellent work. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be, you know, the place that, that that's advancing above all others. Yeah, the, you, you talked about fingerprints earlier. I mean, the, the electronic fingerprint people are leaving, as we're leaving right now, as my cell phone sits on this tower, is early, oh, yeah. you know, on this table is, you know, it's scary. You know, people, people worry sure. about Big Brother watching you. I mean, you're telling the world every day where you are and what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, electronically, which helps us a tremendous. And I don't want to get too many of our state secrets, but that's that's good stuff for us. You that's know, based upon probable there. cause and search warrants. And, yeah, it's on CSI. Yeah. I should probably watch the show. Uh, but... It's just amazing, and, and that's the advent of it. You know, you, processing a crime scene for a, you know, a stolen bicycle out of a garage years ago was, a, you know, a couple hour preliminary investigation. Sure. At, you know, in the crime report, now it could be hours and hours with the ring cameras, right? And the neighbors, you know, and people expect us to go find that evidence and collect it and process it and, and get their 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 justice for their stolen bike, right? Which now could turn four or five, six hours worth of work for a police officer to do their job, right? Just Absolutely. Because the electronics that are out there helping us, but also it's a lot of extra work. It is. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. So uh, we really appreciate We appreciate Hopefully uh, we have articulated in this show just uh, what evidence work is all about a little deeper. Uh, the great people that are doing the work, I really, really appreciate the field technicians. You know, it's great to have the full-time job and, and be able to concentrate and develop your craft more. But those guys and gals that are doing the extra work. A lot of extra going, work. Yeah, that's a lot of extra it work. It really and, is. And I hope they understand that, that I as sheriff appreciate that. And, and when someone's going, you know, their house is broken into, you got a technician right there immediately available to start processing that crime scene. And and I, I think we have to emphasize, you know, one of my big pet peeves is, is, a, is a boss – uh, a young boss is, is crime scene management, you know, and the evidence that you collect, it's all because of the deputy went there and did their, their basic job. That's right. Crime scene preservation 101. Uh, we, we found evidence, you know, and, and fire trucks at crime scenes, there's casings on the road, fire truck pulls up cause they're going to do EMS work, save lives. It's hundred percent appropriate. Yep. And they'll drive away with evidence stuck in their tires, right? They're called oh, yeah. villa casings, you know, but the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I've seen many young cops identify that and secure that fire truck until you guys did your work. And it's just amazing how professional this, you know, these folks are, but it starts with that first deputy on scene, secure the crime scene, it right? sure does. lock it down. Yep. We could take hours and hours to process it later, but if, if you don't lock it down, we're not processing anything. So chain of custody, you got it. Yep. It starts right there. Thanks. Appreciate you as a human being. Appreciate what you're doing for the sheriff's office, your expertise now as a technician, uh, bringing justice to people that are victims of crime. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, brother.